All right, welcome back to Problem Solver Politics. I am your host, Cardin Ellis, with Cody the Oracle. Hey, everybody. And we are questioning right now if we are not witnessing the largest redistribution of wealth that we have seen in our lifetimes. And usually we're worried about uh, the redistribution of the wealthy's wealth to the, quote, poor, according to means-tested programs that you usually get in socialist areas. But now it looks like we're getting the reverse siphon. <laughs> Where it's going from the poor to the rich? But wait, how is this possible? We don't know. We're going to analyze. Actually, we think we know. We're going to give our opinion and analyze. Cody, tell us what's going on. Uh, okay, well, I guess we'll get into kind of what uh, what we're seeing here. So, today, I believe, we finally got the figures on unemployment claims uh, amid the, um, the forced closures of businesses by states across the United States of yeah. America. That's what we're seeing. Um, and this graph below, I'll try to walk you through it a little bit. I I think it speaks for itself in a lot of ways. And I, I have to be honest. I do not like the, I'm going to show you a graph. I'm going to explain like two data points. I'm going to shock you with it. But yeah. there's something you have to keep in mind that is interesting. Um, this is tracking unemployment claims filed in the United States. Starting, uh, this starts and it looks like the year 2002, I would imagine. And it just tracks over the course of the recession. Mm -hmm. Um, the deepest, hardest point of the recession, we saw unemployment reach just under about a million claims. I believe this is in a initial claim for a month, I believe. And yeah. then we're seeing it was just over 3 million this month. Again, tricky stuff they do with graphs, right? If this tracked from, I don't know, 1 million to 9, it wouldn't look like that big of a spike. But the reason why I want to highlight this is because this, this is the impact of what we've seen which has been for, and I mean, I don't want to necessarily, I don't want to get into the the criticizing of the the orders or not, but the bottom line is there's states across the country, counties that are, for the first time we've seen in a while on this scale, ordering businesses closed. I mean, yeah. I believe in Los Angeles, the mayor of Los Angeles said, if your business remains open when it's considered non-essential, we'll shut off your water. Yeah, they'll shut off the water and power. That was after the county supervisor said, like, look, man, if you close your business down. We're not going to arrest you, but you're not going to get a permit ever again. We're never going to get you a business license to operate yeah. in this county again. I mean, we're, we're seeing the state telling business owners, you have to close your business. And the impact of it is we've seen the largest initial unemployment claim spike. In, and again, I can go back. We, I saw another graphic and pull up. You can go back to the recessions we saw in the 70s. Um, yeah. Nothing like this. I mean, now also a lot of things have changed. Big change here to keep in mind, just to be fair. You're going to see this number go up more than you would expect anyway because part of the recent relief bill passed by the Senate and Congress, I think it finally got passed, right? Yeah. I believe this one, every day, it got passed. No, it didn't. But well, it, it depends on if it got passed in the Senate but then poo-pooed in the House. Oh, no, yeah. So oftentimes it'll be like, oh, yeah, the stimulus or the relief bill passed. Yeah, but which part of the three-step process? You know what I'm saying? What's annoying is we keep yeah. hearing, oh, this one's looking good. We hear this one's going to pass, right? Like the Senate got it through. It's looking good for Congress. Anyway, that aside, um, part of the inc increased provisions here is that people who generally before would have been uneligible to apply for unemployment are going to be eligible to apply for unemployment, the way I understand it. So that does attribute to some of this number. Like, don't get me wrong. That could honestly attribute to about half of the number is people that fell into independent contractors that before couldn't uh, as easily get employment can. But that's not all we want to talk about today because that may it reminded me of something else I've been seeing a lot. Uh, I believe the first story I heard of this went back it was Amazon maybe a week or two ago and it's actually kind of funny the the, the the source here I normally don't like using them for stuff but this yeah. is the best ordering of numbers I've seen from anyone so I tweet from Breitbart News but check this out so Amazon's hiring 150,000 workers 
Walmart's hiring on that's three hundred thousand yeah. people by the way. Yeah. CVS hiring fifty thousand, Dollar General hiring fifty thousand, Seven Eleven hiring up to twenty, and Kroger hiring up to ten. Now doing some simple math in my head, that's four hundred thirty thousand people. Yeah, it's half a million right there. But if we go back over here, because think how many supplementary jobs. It's believed that for every one retail job, there's about another one to three other supplemental jobs that kind of ride the coattails. Now, unfortunately. A lot of those supplemental jobs you could usually rely on could be considered non-essential and shut down right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 a little bit difficult to predict um, using traditional models of how good of news that is that they're hiring that many people. But uh, you know, it's it's better not seeing those numbers. You know, because um, what I want to get to is why. Why is it, right? Like, like, why is it that Amazon is suddenly hiring, Amazon and Walmart are hiring a combined 300,000 workers, man, in short order. Why is it? Is it because their local competitors have been ordered shut by the government? You yeah. think maybe that's why? You think maybe they realize, hey, all of a sudden, everybody's ordering from me on Amazon. It's like when the mafia- Everybody's lining up. Well, hold on. I want to show you okay. one more thing, too. This is going on. We've seen this, um, the, the, the closures affect restaurants. This is, now- <laughs> This is interesting to me. I've looked into seeing if I can get more confirmation on this, but as far as I've seen, this is what's going on. Cheesecake Factory is telling landlords across the country it won't be paying it. It won't be able to, but they're all saying we won't be paying our rent April 1st. There's something I want to... Cheesecake Factory, not going to say every location. A majority of locations they're probably renting in right now, they probably bullied their way in and paid 30% more than the person ahead of them had. That's what happens a lot of the time with these big... these days. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Starbucks do it locally out here four or five times. There used to be a business there, and then it got torn down and made into a Starbucks drive-thru because Starbucks came to the landlord and said, hey, when their lease is up, I'll just pay 30% more than them. Anyway, yeah. my point being is Cheesecake Factory can posture and do this. We're not paying rent. We're just not paying it. You're going you're gonna to evict Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. You're going to have <laughs> Cheesecake Factory not at your mall and maybe none of your local malls ever again. For They have leverage. Small businesses don't. Like, like the same thing we're seeing here because... We want to get back to these that numbers, happened to right? our favorite Thai restaurant here in town. Oh yeah, uh, their rent went from ten thousand to twenty thousand dollars a month, and they couldn't make it. They couldn't make ends meet. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder yeah. if that that twenty thousand number. A lot of the times, that number was probably. I, tell me if this is illegal or not. I don't think it was. I've sure heard of this happening. Yeah, you just go to a landlord and say, "When are these people's leases up? Or yeah. when when can I negotiate for a spot? And when I can't, tell you, I'll pay twenty grand a month." Yeah, but that's how much I pay. And then the landlord just sitting there and going, "Well, I mean, like." Your lease is up and somebody's offering it. Again, I don't want to get into a thing about landlords and leasing, but I just want to go look at these places again. You look at the places that are hiring. It's Amazon, it's Walmart, it's CVS, it's Dollar General, it's 7-Eleven. Okay. These are all places that, in general, before this, have been putting local mom-and-pop businesses out since the start. Yeah. I mean, here's a, this is something you'll think about, too. Amazon hiring half, uh, 150,000 workers. Gyms ordered clothes across the country. Try to buy workout equipment on Amazon. Try. All sold out. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, your local gym might not open again. Your local spin club might not open again. Amazon literally can't stock the barbells and bikes fast enough. They're flying off the shelf so fast. Yeah. Like, just, it, it doesn't, it's so many businesses affected like this. I mean, hey, Walmart hiring 150,000 new workers. That's like, if you still had a local. Electric, that's a small city. Yeah, but if you, if you just had like a local small 
clothing or electronic stores, discount mm-hmm. stores, yeah, they're probably done, man. They don't. They probably don't reopen after being deemed non-essential, and Walmart takes all their business. And not only their business now, it took all their employees. Here's something yeah. fascinating, too, I want to get into. I believe it is in this Vox article here. And it's where they're speaking of what's going on with people applying for jobs. Uh, it's another article. Let me pull it up for you guys in one second here. But Hilton, for example, has made a deal with some of these companies and basically said, hey, look, here we go. On Monday, Hilton launched a website to connect its people with more than 350,000 opportunities at companies including CVS, Walgreens, Publix, Giant Eagle, and 7-Eleven. In some yeah. cases, Hilton employees can be fast-tracked since they can skip a redundant background check or paperwork. Hilton spokeswoman Allison... Hey, that's Anonsen. a great idea. But again, this is what... This is what's happening, though. Hilton's playing games, getting favor points with the big companies yep. now by trading its empl- its former employees to them. It's Again, you're seeing it's how- It's like, yo, yo, you need some muscle? I got three guys here that have been sitting around doing nothing. You want some of my muscle? I'll lend you some of my muscle. We'll just call it a favor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or it's more like, hey, Hilton won't be closed forever, man. And once we, we, once we reopen, Walgreens- Publix, CVS. Well, yeah, maybe you won't we'll, need as many maybe, employees. Hey, but no, maybe we'll need some more Walgreens in our lobbies. You know what I mean? Like, it's, these are businesses. They get to play these games. Employ, employees don't. Employees know Hilton said your job's gone, and if you want, you can apply for a worse job at CVS. But don't worry, you'll be fast-tracked. Yeah, you know, I hear you. They're hear saying you. that, oh, sorry your job's gone, but you can move boxes in a warehouse for Amazon now. Sorry they closed your business and it's never going to open again. But, you know, what's the big deal? You could just work at Publix. And that's what's frightening is, one, here's the other thing. People that are out of jobs will just take a job. This is what I think is so interesting, too. I think they mention here that, um, here we go, uh, they're speaking about Save-A-Lot. So that the grocer is trying to ease apprehension with thorough store cleanings, plentiful hand sanitizer. Oh, sorry, maybe you guys like to see this as well. Put on the screen. Uh, do you want to save a lot? So the grocer is trying to ease apprehension with thorough store cleanings, plentiful hand sanitizer, and free gloves. So the chain is also evaluating protective shields, similar to a sneeze guard that it may install between cashiers and customers. It plans to put markers on the floor to encourage customers to keep six feet distance between one another and employees who are stocking shelves. Doesn't sound very great, does it? Mm-hmm. However, get this. The stores have had no trouble finding job candidates. This past week alone, he said Save-A-Lot received about 2,500 applications. That's a 300% increase from a typical week. And that was before we saw the largest single unemployment spike in United States history. I mean, since we charted the things we chart them now, and since the things yeah. are just the way they do, it's never happened before. Um some changes made in the background to, to encompass it. But uh, I don't know. It, it's just really fascinating to, to see while governments are threatening to turn your water off and never permit your business to operate again, you're seeing your competitors. And you're, I mean, they're not even your competitors. They don't even know you exist, but they're trying to run you out of business anyway. You're seeing them hire 150,000 people, probably your former employees now. Because, hey, they're hiring and you aren't. And it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that it's not, I, I, I don't know. Call me crazy. I hope I am. This doesn't feel like something that just goes away after the crisis ends. It doesn't feel like the crisis ends and every single one of these companies fires all these people and they just get their old jobs back, right? Yeah. A lot of these companies probably are firing a lot of these people, but hey, what if Kroger or 7-Eleven all of a sudden finds out there's a lot of retail to lease because a lot of business is closed and it's cheap. There's a lot of cheap... Walmart can open up three more. You get a five Walmarts in town instead of three because there's just empty parking lots now because businesses didn't reopen. It's... I'm not saying yeah, now the, a lot the future, of, but a potential reality, and it's interesting to see the numbers. Yeah, a lot of people are getting gloomy and doomy about this, and yeah, I, I, I was disappointed to see my favorite Thai restaurant go and stuff like that. But at the same time, they were about to retire anyway, and so on and so forth. 
uh, I don't like seeing all the mom and pop things close because to a certain extent, we started out as a mom and pop company, our family company. Now we're a lot less vulnerable now and we're definitely an essential service because we're third on the list of essential services that the government made here before the quarantine and stuff. So, so in that regard, we're safe. But um, I would never want to say it's it's good to trim the fat like you'll hear some purists say or that, um, you know, like in The Godfather where he says, oh, you have to have one of these, you know, uh, interfamily battles every five to six years, gets rid of the bad blood or whatever. But I think there will always be a market for the mom and pop experience, for the boutique store, for the personalized touch that these kind of businesses offer. And yes, unfortunately, they're the canaries in the coal mine that when bad crap happens, they are the first to go. We all love hearing the canary sing, but unfortunately the canary is very fragile. And that's the reason why it was used in coal mines because a little bit of methane gas, un unsensible to humans, is sensed by them and they go. So um, it breaks my heart seeing people that have maybe poured a lot of, of capital, lifetime savings, things like that into these businesses to see them have to be shuttered and, and, and have to to, to close their doors. That's why I'm such a big proponent of um, things like UBI and things like uh, this stimulus bill that would ease that uh, transition. But I also say the silver lining of these storm clouds is that demand will never go away. You know, that, that demand will not go away. We still want that one video depot that has all the old laser discs, has all of the old, you know, VHSs, has all of the old DVDs, all of the old original wax disc LPs. And, and though it is closed for this month and a half or, or maybe these two months and, and maybe that lack of revenue forces us to close its doors for a while, there will be a demand for that forever and it will come back. I, I, I at least have that positive outlook on life that it will come back. It sucks that these things are non-essential aspects of our life that get shuttered during times of pandemic, but they will come back. And hopefully for the next one, we're a lot better prepared. Well, also, but here's the thing, though. There's also the argument to be made that just in the modern economy of 2020, all those things you described, total luxuries, man. Yeah, yeah. And the economy's true, roaring and going great, and you can have businesses that run on basically no margins. Yeah, yeah, we can afford those. But what sucks is we might be looking at an economy where if any strain is put on it, let's look at the most in-demand jobs, by the way. It's put together by, uh, by Recode, so Vox. The most in-demand jobs in the United States as of today. Be a store associate, system operator, certified public accountant. Interesting. Even though they push taxes back. Um, yeah. Healthcare specialists. Well, they have to do with audits and other stuff like uh, that as well. Construction worker, warehouse manager, psychologist, vehicle mechanic, academic advisor and delivery driver. Now, what's interesting is they mentioned, if you take a look at the um, LinkedIn's emerging jobs report released late last year and looked at the fastest growing jobs of the past five years, in it, chiefly tech or tech-adjacent jobs, including artificial intelligence specialist, oh! robotics engineer, oh! and data scientist top the list. So, Whoa! But just, you'll notice now that, no, what now the, the, modern, the economy today, we need... Kind of scary psychologists are so high up on the list, right? Yeah, it's, it's a very specific thing, a psychologist, right? It's not just mental health practitioner. No, a, a psychologist, very specific thing. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know, store associate being the number one job in the country. I guess that's probably always the most in-demand job, but like, I don't know, man, not in a good way. And then for one more thing I want to take a look at at the end here, the companies with the most open jobs. 7-Eleven and the- Wow. 7-Eleven, U.S. Army- 7-Eleven and the Army National Guard, I think is probably- 
That's the nightmare scenario to me. That, what would be the that two, describes America right that's there. The, what would be the two worst industries that have the most open jobs right now? Yeah, corner stores and the National Guard. And, that, and that the only great, aspect of the military that's allowed to step foot on U.S. soil. Yeah. <laughs> that's so it's like. And then you see Amazon, KPMG, I believe, is an accounting firm. Right? Yeah, yeah, KPMG is one oh. of the top. Uh, actually, now it's down to the big four. KPMG is one of the big four. Okay, so hey, more. And, and Amazon, Whole Foods, by the way, is Amazon. So you could just wrap those together. They're owned by they're owned by Amazon. Jeez. So uh, surprised they don't have Coles on there. Hey, how long to Lowe's is owned by Amazon? I wonder. Um. Yeah. Anyway, just uh, interesting. And then Intuit also is algorithms don't understand lumber. Intuit's like QuickBooks and tax stuff, I believe, as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 just funny. We're seeing our economy boil down to the bare necessity retail giants yeah. and fine and the big bare necessity financial institutions and yeah. everything else is basically shut out. It's, it's really weird. It's just it's crazy to see in a, a brief period of time and some of the shocking jarring numbers again. The stuff you're seeing with unemployment numbers figures a big part of that is the government's never forced this many businesses closed before. It's just, that's going to happen, A. And then B, you also factor in people can file for unemployment that potentially could not have in the past, and they're going to get better benefits and more benefits for it. All that in mind. So, like you said, it's not, not we're not saying it's the end of the world, but we are seeing at this time, and you maybe, hey, maybe wealth isn't the right word for it. We're seeing a massive a massive shift in business from, I mean, there yeah. is there is just the big businesses now. You know what else is really interesting? I think they had a study, and I, I've made this joke myself for a while. If you like, ask me who I trust, the U.S. government, the U.S. military, or Amazon, like Amazon, man, like, yeah. like if, if one of those three institutions <laughs> of all the has to give me a package in the next 24 hours, Amazon. Like, if Amazon had the private army, I'd want them to, can yeah. I still almost say tongue in cheek <laughs> is a joke, right? But the thing is, dude, that's the premise of RoboCop, though. Kind of, but most, 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 look, look at my point. My <laughs> is point, the private army that Amazon my makes. My point here is that does exist in Americans. We have a level of trust in our big, and so it, I, we've seen it, man. Walmart's got flooded immediately. Sam's Clubs and Costco's got flooded immediately. In large part, I do think because psychologically, they're a Americans feel like that's a safe place to go shop at. I can always trust Walmart. You know what I mean? I don't know. How to, I don't know how to. I don't know how to put it in to words. To get the cheapest, crappiest thing. Not even just to have it and to be open and to have my things. It, it's kind of you can almost think of how it was on holidays, right? Like on Christmas, everything's closed up for like Walmart's, right? I mean, there's yeah. We come to rely on these big, massive companies, and now not only have we came to rely on them, they are gobbling up. It, it's good that it's good in general that people are getting jobs. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to see jobs being opened. That's awesome. It just scares me to think of. I don't think they're finding 150,000 people who were unemployed two weeks ago. I think they're finding 150,000 people who were employed two weeks ago. And I, you know, I hope for the most part people are at least trading to a equivalent or maybe getting a better job. But it just it, it worries me to see because you can use the numbers and you can say, no, look, the line's going down, unemployment going down, line going. Down. It's like, yeah, but like. Somebody taking a job that's way less secure with no benefits in a company that doesn't care about them, they do have a job still, but it's considerably worse. And I don't want to see people giving up good jobs elsewhere to take on, like, maybe you're a warehouse manager for not Amazon, and yeah. you trusted your company, and they paid you really well, and Amazon is just expanding to the size of where, dude, there is Amazon now and nothing else, and now they don't treat you well, and, they, and you don't like your job as much, you know? Hey, you still have one, but... It's scary to see the numbers. And again, just gonna fl- I mean, we are looking at about a half million jobs being up for grab f- to some of the biggest companies in, you know, the country. I mean, 
Kroger is one of the biggest grocers. 7-Eleven's definitely the biggest. We don't have Wawa's in California, right? Like 7-Eleven's yeah. the biggest one across the country. And CVS is probably one of the biggest drugstores across the country. And then Walmart and Amazon are the two biggest retailers. So there we go. Hey, at least Starbucks isn't hiring more people. Maybe the, but no, I think the mom and pop coffee shops even going to, I mean, it's really interesting how many businesses have been impacted by it and seeing who's winning. Here's yeah. the thing. It, the economy doesn't just end and stagnate. The government forces 100,000 jobs worth of businesses closed. Well, guess what? Amazon's hiring y'all now. I don't know. It's scary to me. It's scary to see what happens. Hey, maybe maybe it's a, it, it's a best case scenario. Ends up being temp gig you do, and then and your industry booms back, or you find a new job or a new career after the economy recovers, right? Because there is that to keep in mind. There will be an economy recovery. Yeah. Um, I mean- there has to be yeah. everything. Everything it, it bounces up and down, but um, it just I don't know. It's just interesting. And when the economy recovers or, and stabilizes, will it just be different, right? Like how many people's industries will just be got? Like how much of the encroachment of Amazon and Walmart just got moved ahead fifty years overnight? I guess is my larger point. I've been trying to get here. Are, yeah. are we seeing what was going to happen 10, 15, 20 years from now? Anyway, just happen now. Because the government said, eh, you got to close for three months. Is everything Andrew Yang said was going to happen in 10 years happening in 10 months? Well, that's the big thing. (laughs) Well, that's the scary thing, too, though, is at what point, because that'll be another conversation. I don't even want to bring into that yet. But yeah, (laughs) at what point does a global pandemic, what's one of the things you always say about automation, why it's so dangerous for, for a human trying to compete against a machine? They don't get sick. Yeah, they don't get sick. There'd be businesses that are closed today that would have been open if they had them fully automated two years ago. Think about that. Businesses today closed would have been open two years ago if they're fully automated. You think there's smart people with a lot of money sitting around who didn't realize that? Who aren't picking up on? Hold on. If we have to close because I can't have my employees within six feet of each other, why not just hire employees that can can't get sick? Damn, that's a, uh, unfortunately another scary conversation where. Uh, like, Andrew Yang, a lot of people have been saying for a while, the reason why you haven't seen everyone, obviously, because people say, well, if automation is so great, why isn't everyone just automated everything yet? Well, it is pricey, and you do have to kind of weigh in your head. And there was still like, reason to yeah. have some human employees. You know what I'm oh, saying? You still like, want them, yeah. But you kind of have to weigh yeah. in your head, like, how much is it going to cost to get a machine versus what I have now? Is it going to be? But if it's like a global pandemic shut down my business last year and it wouldn't have if I had automation in the back, then you might yeah. speed up your... If my coffee like, shop only required me and seven latte robots, yeah, and I could stay open with the drive-through, and all of a sudden I'm the only one that's open in town, and then these robots now became a blessing instead of a curse. Holy smoke! Well, that well, hold on, blessing for who? For you, yeah, not for, <laughs> the seven, for all the competition. Yeah, for, the seven, how about for the seven people you've replaced. With you know, seven in fact, robots. that might be our video topic for tomorrow. Is everything Andrew Yang predicted happening overnight? Yeah, well, the pandemic's proven oh, a right lot. Oh, boom yeah. shakalaka. He is, just like you said, though, man, you got some great lines uh, sometimes, Cody. I love how you say Andrew Yang is kicking himself that he didn't add the word pandemic to his pitch for UBI. Had he simply used that one word, he would be the savant that oh, is steamrolling steam yeah. Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Just just an absolute outlier that came in to Harambe crush all the competition. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. So anyway, let us know Can what I you guys think. some Fs in the comments for Harambe? I know it's been a couple of years, but still. <laughs> some Fs in the chat for Harambe. Um, so hey, let us know what you guys think. 
in the uh, uh, comments below. We want to keep the conversation going there. Uh, also, consider joining the channel. It's a great way to keep us corporate sponsorship free and keep these videos rolling to you um, without any kind of outside influence. And also make sure that you follow us on Twitter at PSP Radio 1. This is Problem Solver Politics. We'll see you guys in the next video.